This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. We're on a um, series of callings, and you know God's calling each one of us. Uh, I really believe to make a difference. Amen. How many people believe that God's calling you to make a difference? And, uh, and so he's calling us to, to make a difference in, in, our, in, in our world. And, um, and so he's calling us. And, um, you know, this is part two. Uh, last week I talked about um, God's called us to prosper. And God wants us to prosper. Amen. And not just for ourselves, but, you know, for our families and for the harvest. And uh, I, I'm telling you, God wants to set us up and put us on a platform. And you may say, I don't want to be on a platform, Pastor. Well, you know, I'm not saying that God's going to call you up here on a stage and minister in front of a bunch of people. But he wants you to minister in your realm of influence. Amen. Can I get a witness in the house Amen. today? Amen. So he wants you to be influential. And so uh, a lot of times... Um, the people of the world, they, they don't hear what you say a lot of times unless you have more than what they have. <laughs> In other words, if you have less than what they have, they don't want to hear what you have to say. Isn't that right? So, you know, so, so, so a lot of times, um, you know, there's a saying, money talks. And, and so, and what's the other saying? Yeah, BS walks. <laughs> <laughs> and in other words, uh, people, we're in a sight world. People see things and, and, and they're, they, they're evaluating everything. And, um, you know, when we looked at, uh, you know, vans and we're looking at vans, we saw this, you know, this van, 1991 van. And I said, well, that's going to make us look poor if we buy that for $4,000. And uh, but we don't want to look like we're barely making it. You know, when we had the birthday party for my mom, we had a beautiful birthday party here, and it was set up. Somebody said it looked like a wedding uh, reception. It was so beautiful, and it was all top-notch. It was uh, salmon and steak, and it wasn't hot dogs and hamburgers. Amen. And, and it was all the, it, I mean, the food was amazing, and it was set up. And uh, one of the guys that came in, uh, he used to attend our church. He attends another church. Uh, this was uh, when, the, when the other pastor was pastoring. Uh, the, this church got passed down to me. And um, he noticed when he came in, his first time coming to our church, he noticed our sign out there. And uh, the Exceed Life Church sign. And he said, Pastor, that is a nice sign. <laughs> and I said, well, thank you. I appreciate that. And he said, wow. He said, and he said, that must have cost you a little bit. I said, well, you know, we are here to represent. Mm -hmm. And if we have some kind of, you know, makeshift sign out there on cardboard, right. Right. I don't think we'll be representing right. God well. Right. And I think that we need to represent the best that we can. Right. Yeah. Amen. And so, and he was so impressed, and he was so impressed with what, what Yin did um, uh, with, with all the setup. Uh, Yin got, uh, received a... a card from him and his wife that was invited to the birthday party two weeks ago and um and a amazon gift card to my wife saying you did an, a marvelous job Amen. Yes, you did. in uh setting up the um birthday party and um so i got favor glory to god Amen. but i want to say this the bible says this that your gift will make room for you Amen. in other words your gifting will cause people to uh, see it and celebrate it. Amen. And I'm telling you, and when we start operating in our giftings, amen, under the grace of God, um, uh, God will put us in a place of prominence. Yes. Do you believe that today? Yes. And right now we're in a process of moving into prom prominence, but, <coughs> but we got some of us might need to get our character intact. Amen. So today I'm talking to you about keys to prosper, and God wants you to prosper. Amen. God doesn't, God's not looking to take something away from us. He's looking to get something to us. Amen. 
Amen. And I love this, and I talked about this last week, where um, you know some of you are Trekkies, and where uh, Spock says, live long and prosper. And so, th- I didn't mention this last week, uh, 3 John 1, 2, and that's very biblical. Uh, this is John, and John was one of the apostles that was very close to Jesus. John actually says uh, that he was the disciple that Jesus loved the most. That was John. John was the disciple, right? John, the apostle John, was the only one that wasn't, that, that wasn't martyred to death. He actually died of old age. And so, and why? He walked in a tremendous amount of love. And in John 3, uh, 3 John 1, 2, John is talking to uh, Gaius, uh, a person that uh, was a Christian back in that time, in writing his letter. And he's talking to us. And he says in this letter, because the letters written to the church is written to us. Say, my Bible is God talking to me. You got to get a revelation of that. It's not just God talking to these people over here. It's God talking to you. And when you get a revelation of that, then you put yourself in the Bible. And so here, he, uh, 3 John 1, 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things. Just stop right there. He wished above all things. All things. So above everything else that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So he's saying to us that it's God's number one um, desire is for you to prosper in all things. Amen. Amen. Do you believe that today? And so... (coughs) we got to get a revelation of that. Proverbs 10.22 says this. I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures pertaining to prosperity because um, the bottom line is this, is that uh, unfortunately the church and a lot of preachers don't want to talk about prosperity because a lot of times the world would say, even if a pastor is, is doing well financially, the world will always say the pastor's in, for, in it for the money. Right. Or, you know, he's there to get everybody's money. Right. No, that's not it. No, no. If a true pastor's in the pulpit and he's serving God, he's he's there for God, first and foremost, and not for money. And so if you chase God, money will chase you. You don't have to chase coin. You chase God. So so here in Proverbs 10, 22. It says, the blessings of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. (coughs) So we see here that really what we need to be moving into is what I call the blessing. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, they got the blessing. They have the blessing on their life. And what, what normally when you see a preacher that has the blessing, normally they're prospering. They're not in debt. They're not broke. They're not begging, right? They're doing well, right? So, 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 so it says here, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. I like what it says in the NIV. I just read out of the uh, New King James Version. It says, the blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil for it. In other words, the world can work hard, and it's good, and I'm not against working hard, and as Christians, we should work hard, but God can show us ways to work smart. God can show us how to increase without us running hard for the dollar. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? God can increase us supernaturally. And I'm going to say this, that anybody, let me ask you a question this morning. Does anybody know what Jesus' first miracle was? What was his first miracle? Turning water to wine. Amen. That was his first miracle. Um, and it reminds me of the joke of the, of the priest that was drinking. And, uh, and, he, and he got pulled over. Uh, he was drinking and driving. He got pulled over. And the uh, police officer, you know, had him roll down his window and saw a bottle there. He said, may I see that bottle? And he said, he said what's in that bottle? He said, oh, just, just water. And, um, and, and he said, no. He said, let me, let me look at that bottle. And he took it. And he smelled it. He said, that's wine. And that priest said, he did it again. Um, 
<laughs> so anyway, that's, that's, that's the water wine. He did it again, okay? But listen, God can do it again. <laughs> in other words, maybe you're dealing with some issues in your life, but God can change your water into wine. Wine actually uh, means celebration. And so Jesus' first miracle was turning water to wine, which was a miracle of abundance. Because he took six uh, big containers of water, which I don't believe they needed all that wine. And he filled it up to the brim and turned that water to wine. And I'm telling you, it was, it was amazing. It was, I think it was containing, like, I believe, 30 gallons of each. And so it was a lot of wine. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying today? So God is an over-a-top God. He's over, above, more than we can ask or think God. Amen. He's El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. So we have to start thinking this way. If you're going to prosper and move into prosperity, you're going to have to start thinking prosperous. Amen. And so, and there's a balance. And I'm going to talk to you about a balance today. There's a balance in this. But you're going to have to get prosperity minded. Amen. And so, um, and so we see here in Psalms 112 says, praise the Lord, 1 through 3, praise the Lord. Blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in his commands. Their children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in their houses and their righteousness endures forever. Think about that. So this right here is a promise to those who fear God and delight in his word. How many people love the word of God? Amen. How many people love to obey the word of God? Amen. We got less amens on that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, so, so you got to fear God. That means you're reverencing God. The Bible says they that fear God will never go hungry. Amen. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? Those that reverence God will never go hungry unless you're fasting. Glory to God. And so we see here that it says here the fear of the Lord. Uh, and it says blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in his commands. Their children will be mighty in land. That means that that your faith can actually your blessing can move on to your children. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So your children can be blessed. <coughs> Second Corinthians 8, 9 says it this way. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that through he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that through his poverty you might become rich. So this is interesting. Uh, some theologians will teach that Jesus, when he came down here, he was poor and he didn't have much well that's not really true because he had to walk he had 12 disciples that quit their jobs and he had to take care of them for three years he had to have a treasurer to take care of the money are you hearing what i'm saying today so 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 in a sense he was poor because he laid down his glory and he laid down his glory from heaven in a sense but he, but God took care of him through his whole time. Matter of fact, remember when he was born and he was probably about two years of age? Remember wise men sought him out? And remember that he received gold, frankincense, and myrrh? Do you think that, that you think they, oh, he just had a little box of gold. Do you think it could have been so much gold that it set him up for the rest of his life? Nobody thinks about this kind of stuff. Are you hear what I'm saying today? And so, and so, so Jesus was set up. That's right. Amen. He wasn't poor down here, but this scripture says that he became poor. Well, he became poor in two ways. He, he, he laid down his glory and he walked around this earth in his ministry as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit. So he became poor in a sense that way. And he became poor on the cross when he was stripped of all his clothing of all his worldly possessions. And so at the cross, he became destitute. Are you hearing He even was stripped of God's comfort, of the Heavenly Father's comfort. So he was stripped. So, so, so here it says that he became poor. 
He became stripped. Why? So that we could be blessed. Amen. So we got to get a revelation of this. And so last week when I was ministering on this, why would God, why does God want to prosper us? Why does he want to? Well, if you're a parent, don't you want your kids blessed? I mean, I mean, do you want them barely making it? Do you want them moving back in, in your house? <laughs> right? You don't want them moving back in your house. Right? You want them blessed. Right? You want them, if you're a really good parent, you want them prospering more than you. Isn't that right? So we want them to be more blessed than us. Why? That's the reason why some of us work two jobs. That's why, why some of us do extra things. Why? Because we want our children blessed. So how much more does God want you blessed? How much more does God want, see, wants you walking in, you know, prosperity? So Deuteronomy uh, 8.18 says, <coughs> You shall remember the Lord your God, for he, <laughs> the devil hates this message. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Amen. You start prospering. Look, when I was delivering groceries, I deliver groceries for Amazon. It's a really good gig. I, we average about 25 to 30 bucks an hour. That's pretty good money for, for jumping in your car, listening to worship music and, and listening to my preacher. I mean, I can get an education driving my car and I'm, and I'm delivering to five houses and in a two-hour time, make pay about 60 bucks for two hours, right? Averaging 30 bucks an hour. You, you can't, that's good money. And, um, and, and you can work whenever you want. And that's really wonderful, too. And so I was driving the Beater, my, my wife's car, the, the Toyota Corolla, 1998. She, it's two-tone, rust and gray. And, uh, and so I, I drove that, and nobody really talked to me over there at Amazon. But when we bought the new car... Hey, man, I mean, I started getting friends started coming out of the wood. That's a nice car. And people started talking to me. Why? Because they said, man, you, you got, something's going on. You know, you know we, we bought a, a, a 2020 uh, Insight last year. And, um, and it's, a, it's a hybrid. And I don't like spending money on gas. So where I'm going to go into good stewardship, I want to save money. I don't want to spend money on gas and I, and I was driving a vehicle that was an SUV that was giving me 13 miles to the gallon. And I said, I don't like that. I like the luxury, but I don't like spending all that money on gas. And so we bought a car, a 2020, and got probably one of the best, pri- I mean, God always gives the best prices, and about 46 miles to the gallon. 46 miles to the gallon. I mean, the, the, the next best thing is a moped. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So are you listening to what I'm saying to you? So, so, so we got this car, and I ended up selling the Buick. And, uh, and then I had people start talking to me now. Why? Because, because when you look like you're walking in the blessing or you have prosperity, people say you got something. I'm talking about people of the world. Amen. But religion will say, well, if you're broke and you're busted, well, you're... you're, you're, you're you know, you're more godly to be poor. That doesn't mean you're more godly. Could mean mean you're more dumb, but you're not more godly just because you don't have means. And so, again, God wants to move us into prosperity, and we don't move into prosperity by seeking wealth. Okay, I, I wanted to let you know that because you're going to say, oh, this guy is all about money. No, I'm all about the harvest. But you don't, you don't get rich because the Bible says you, you, uh, in Proverbs you seek wealth. Wealth will take wings and fly away. So what you have to do is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, Matthew 6, 33, will be added to you. Now you've got to get a revelation of this. That, that it's seeking God and his righteousness. <coughs> Deuteronomy eight eighteen says this way. For you shall remember the Lord your God, for he that gives you power to get wealth, to establish the covenant. So the reason why God prospers us is to expand his kingdom. So our finances is to bring more people into the kingdom. Our finances is to buy a van so we can pick up the kids, so we can teach them the 
kingdom of God so they can grow up and be godly people, adults, so, and so it can keep moving forward. Amen. The reason why Abraham was blessed, one of the reasons why God chose Abraham was because he knew that Abraham would teach his kids the foundational truths of God. Right. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? That's what's going to read. Now, now, we need to be interested in the kids. We need to be interested in the seed. Because they're important. They're valuable. And so I, I got this, my lightning quick brain, you know, it came to me. Man, if we start picking up the kids, man, eventually the parents will come. Right? Because when the kids start saying, Mom and Dad, you're going to hell. You know? Uh, no, I'm kidding. But... You hear what I'm saying today? Uh, Mom, we found out that if you don't... And, and some of these kids, they learn about this in Bibles, in, 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 you know, in our children's class. And I've heard stories of the kid asking, you know, a child asking his grandfather, have you asked Jesus into your heart? And he said, I, I don't know if I have. And I've heard stories of kids leading parents to the Lord. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? Or have you gone home? So we got to continue. So, so now I'm talking to you about the kingdom. And it's about the kingdom. <coughs> In Mark 10, 17 to 31, this is a pretty long passage. But this is about the rich young ruler coming to Jesus. And I'm not going to read it because I got more information I got to get to you. But the rich young ruler came to Jesus one day, bowed down and said, Good teacher, um, uh, tell me how to... You know, make it to heaven, basically. Uh, you know, tell me what it's going to take to get to heaven. That's what he was asking Jesus. And, and Jesus said, you know the commandments. And Jesus referred it back to the commandments. Honor your mother and father. You know, uh, do not lie still. Do not cheat. Do not do these. He started naming off the commandments. And the rich young ruler said, I've done all these since my youth. And Jesus said, one thing you lack Sell all that you have, give to the poor, come follow me, and you have riches in heaven. Now, the Bible says that young rich ruler walked away sad. And Jesus said, how hard is it for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God? So, so this guy was too tied to his stuff. Right? So that's where Jesus said, well, it's easier for a camel to make it through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to make it a kingdom of God. And then we know the story. Amen. Uh, we know the story that, that um, Peter said, then who can be saved? Right? Peter was shocked. See, see God, when, uh, when Jesus received the 12 disciples, they weren't poor people. Uh, Peter owned his own uh, fishing, and he had his own boats, and uh, his, his fishing business. They weren't poor people. Amen. They, they own boats. Glory to God. They were businessmen. Sometimes Jesus, sometimes God will come to a businessman. Hopefully they'll get smart enough to follow God. Some business guys aren't that smart. But you've got to get smart. And so he said this, that, um, that it's hard. But he said, for those that, Jesus actually prefaces by saying, those that doesn't have riches... See, it's not, God's not against us having wealth. He's not saying wealth will keep us from the kingdom. He's saying us trusting in wealth can keep us in, from the kingdom. In other words, trusting our money. Trusting our bank account. No, you need to trust God. Thank God that our money says, in God we trust. You don't trust the dollar because the dollar is disappearing. <laughs> the more they put into the system, the cheaper your dollar becomes. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So, so you need to put your trust in God. But this is interesting. It says here, he says to Peter, <coughs> Peter says, see, we have left all and followed you. So Jesus answered, said, surely I say to you, there's no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who should not receive a hundredfold now in this time. Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. Many who are first will be last and last will be first. So, so Jesus says here, listen, you lay it down for the gospel, 
You're going to have lands. You're going to have houses in this life. That's pretty powerful. So he's saying, listen, you lay it down. You're going you're gonna to be walking in prosperity. So right here. So, so when I read this kind of stuff, I say, well, then it, then that sounds like to me, I should have more than one piece of property. I should have an abundance. When I look at this, and some say, well, why don't I have it? Why don't most Christians have it? Because most Christians aren't willing to lay it down. Are you listening to what I say? Most Christians aren't willing to lay it down. What are, you, what are you talking about, Pastor? Most Christians aren't willing to tithe. Most Christians aren't willing to give offerings. Most Christians are trying to figure it out. Right? So, so what they're doing is they're not uh, going with the prosperity plan of God. And the prosperity plan of God is tithing and giving offerings. And so if you're not willing just to give, I was talking to my, my daughter last night about tithing. And I was teaching her about fractions and, and uh, decimals. And I said, now, if I give you $100, how much do you give back to God? And I finally had a teacher. And so if $100, if you get $100, what is a tithe of $100? Does anybody know? $10. That's right. And uh, what's a tithe of $1,000? $100. It's one-tenth, right? And a tithe is not just giving an offering into the bucket and saying, now you're a tither. No, if you're not giving 10%, then you're technically not a tither. But most people think, and I ask people, uh, and, and uh, you know, I, I tithe. I say, you, do, you give 10%? Oh, no, I just give into the offering. That's not tithe. Tithe means tenth. Right? God, you know, tithe is tenth. So you give 10%. Why do you do that? Why does God want? God's not a percentage God. He is a percentage God. God is a percentage God. He, God's a numbers God. That's why there's a book called Numbers in the Bible. God is a numbers God. So, so, so why is that? Why is the tithe? The tithe is because it's the test. It's the test of honoring God. It's the test. Will God be able to prosper you and make you a millionaire? If you can't tithe on the little you have, you won't tithe if he gave you a million dollars. So there's no reason why he will open up any great blessing for your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? But it's not just for your life. It's for the harvest. So if you say, well, and some of you say, well, I'm okay with my life. I'm okay. I, I, I'm just making it. Well, yes, but what about the harvest? That's right. It's not just about you being happy with what you got. Amen. It's about expanding. It's about the van that we're going to buy. You know, it's, it, it, it's about, you know, it's about the kids. It's about the harvest. Yeah. Amen. And so, and so you need, so we need, you need to get past that hump. If you start tithing, that's good. That will start you in the direction <coughs> of prosperity. It will start you in the direction. Because if you can't manage your money and give 10% to God, then you won't be able to manage anything greater. You say, I can't afford to do that. You can't afford not to do it. If you knew that an investment would pay off double, if you knew a certain investment would double by the end of this year, you knew without a shadow of doubt it was a sure bet, would you get as much money as you can into that investment? If God told you, I have, I have a, a, a person here that was crying out to God. And he said, God, I want to prosper. I, I'm working two jobs. And the, God, and the Holy Spirit told him what he needed to invest in, and it would go up. Would God do that for you? And he's a tither, and he gives offerings. Yes. But what we got to do is we need to cry out to God. Because if you're satisfied with where you're at, then God's satisfied. Because God's not going to push prosperity on us. In other words, we need to start moving forward. Amen. Does that make sense? Yeah. Not for us, but for the harvest. And so we need to do that. So when we, when we do that, there's blessings in it. There's four blessings according to Malachi. God will, number one, God will pour out an overflowing blessing on you. So abundant, you won't have room enough to receive it. Blessing. Number two, God will rebuke the devourer for your sake. What the enemy will try to destroy in your life, God can bless. 
In other words, you could be somebody like my, my brother John. He was in D.C. and, you know, and, uh, and he lost his wallet. And he had money in it. <laughs> Unbelievable. And somebody turned it in and all the money and everything was intact. Why? What, that's God rebuking the devourer yes. for your sake. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's the grace of God. When you're doing the right things, right things happen. God will bless you. Uh, <coughs> you will have less losses in your life. Let's put it that way. God will cause us to, uh, number three key, God will cause us to be fruitful and successful. When we're thinking about the harvest and God's kingdom, God will cause us to be fruitful. The Bible says that we will bear fruit and it won't fall. In other words, we will be able to harvest our fruit. Number four, people will see the blessing on us and call us blessed. The Bible says nations will call you blessed. Amen. And so we've got to get a revelation of that. I really believe this, that when you are tithing, amen, and giving offerings, it opens the door for the first key of prosperity, and that's vision. Vision. Vision is the key. What is vision? Vision is, is uh, uh, where you're going. Vision is where you see yourself at down the road. You must have vision. And so <clears throat> a lot of us, we don't have a vision of where we're going. Most of us, and I, my vision was just pay off my bills. <laughs> every, if I can just pay my bills every month, that's, that's all the vision we have. We just can just pay our bills, just make it. Your vision needs to increase. Amen. Than just paying your bills right. and surviving. Yes. No, your vision has to move up higher. Yes. Amen. So, so, we, so, so I believe the tithe opens the door to the vision. In other words, it says in Proverbs 13, 22, uh, it says in Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keeps the law, happy is he. So vision, uh, another translation says uh, prophetic vision from God. In other words, God wants to reveal to you where you need to be at. When we bought this car, uh, the 2020 car, uh, I knew God was in it. I knew God was in it. I wasn't buying it to show off or any of that. I was buying it to be a good steward. And when I bought the car, it was the blessing was on it. I got a great car price on it. God's blessing was on it. And when, when you're moving in vision, God will move on you to do things to move you forward. Amen. You, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so just, just recently, I didn't, never thought about this, <coughs> but Proverbs 13, 22 says this way. Uh, and this is vision. God opened this scripture to me. And this is the reason why I want to prosper, not for myself, but for my family. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. So, so I got this, this revelation from God. I need to be a good man. And if I'm a good man, then I'm going to need to leave, leave an inheritance. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So I'm not working for my, myself. I'm working for my seed. So when you're, when you're in it, not for yourself, but for your seed, it's a whole different, it's a whole different way. God's grace is on your life. When you're working for uh, your children, you can work harder. I work harder. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But for myself, I'm okay. But, but really, it's for the kids, right? It's for our seed. And you may say, well, I'm single. I don't have any kids. Well, you could have spiritual children. Amen. That's right. You could have people that follow you right. on Facebook or uh, Instagram or uh, you know, some of these platforms, you can be an influencer. That's right. And so people will follow you and you have kids, regardless if you don't think you do, you do have people looking at you and watching you. That's right. Amen. Amen. So you have spiritual children. <coughs> Proverbs 1130 says the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life and he who wins souls is wise. So, so what I say this is if it's for the harvest, when Jesus said to the rich man, I mean to the the rich young ruler, he said, sell all that you have and you have treasures in heaven. When we give into the kingdom of God, not only is the blessing will be enacted in our life down here, but you're receiving a blessing in heaven. 
you're receiving rich rewards in heaven. A lot of those rich rewards are souls. So, so vision, uh, God will give you vision to move forward. Number two, uh, the Bible talks about in Habakkuk 2, 1, 3, once we get the vision, see, you've got to know what you want. See, a lot of people don't know what they want. You got to, what, if, if, if money, listen, you got to start thinking bigger. What if, you got to use that, what if, what if you won a million dollars on the lottery? No, I'm kidding. But what if God opened an opportunity and you had, what would you do with a million dollars? Well, I'd leave Exceed Life Church and go to Hawaii, you know. Now, what would you do? You know, would you give it into the kingdom? Would $100,000 and then some go back into the kingdom? Right. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Are you, would you buy that van? I'm believing that we're going to have a fleet of vehicles. I'm believing we're going to have buses. I'm believing that we're going to, I, I mean, my vision is already moving towards having buses to pick people up, kids up in the impoverished areas and teach them the kingdom of God. Why can't we do that? Why can't we have that? Why? The only thing that's holding us back is vision and moving forward. So I thought, man, I would love to have a big 32. I would like to have a bus, but, but I always think it's way too big. So the Lord said, well, why don't you just go back down to maybe a VW bus? <laughs> go with the, the we, saw, we saw a vintage VW blue, uh, orange VW bus. You guys know what I'm talking about? I said, man, that'd be great with surf racks. We could paint it green. Amen. Put a sea life church. Glory to God. We love to surf. But we continue here. And, uh, and, so, and so you need to, once you start thinking about things, you know, uh, back in my 20s, I, I used to listen to uh, uh, and read a lot of motivational books. And one of them, I got this book from, um, it was a, um, a vision book that you write down everything you want to do, do in your life. One of my, th- and I wrote down 20 things. I wanted to be one of the, you know, you just write, you just, just start writing down. I want to be a martial artist. I want to be like Bruce Lee, like water, you know, or whatever, whatever he says. You got to be like water, you know. And, uh, and so I, I wrote all these things down. But one of the things I wrote down in my vision book is that I want to give a million dollars into the kingdom of God. I want to give a million dollars. And I believe that God's going to help me do that. And I want to be the biggest giver in Exceed Life Church. And, and, we're, and, we're, and yeah, I don't want to brag or, or anything like that, but we're very close to it. Thank you, Lord. I don't like anybody out beating me in. If somebody has more, oh, man, we've got to get more into the kingdom. Amen. I'm very competitive. I want to be the, I want to be the top giver in, the, in, in Exceed Life Church. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Why? Because I want to set the, I want to set the bar. You know what I'm saying? Fred Price had a, a huge church and he had all these books, you know, that he wrote and, and he would go on speaking tours and he was making tons of money. And, they, and, and, and he had people working for him and they were all waiting for him to put his check in. Why? So they can get paid. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? In other words, you know, a lot of his money was going back into his ministry. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Why? I'm going to be employing some of you guys. Pretty soon, you guys are going to be working for Exceed Life Church. And you say, oh, no, no. Yeah, you will. Amen. It's going to happen. Yes. And, and we're going to be employing you. Thank you, Jesus. Because, God's, because we're going to have so many people. I need more help. And, and, and then, you know, we're going to have to hire you. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. all right? And, 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 and it, that's fine if, I, if God prospers me and I'm making, you know, whatever and I can give it into the kingdom. Amen? So we need number two key to moving forward is we need to write the vision down. Yes. Habakkuk 2, 1, 3 says, I, I will stand my, my watch, set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. See, we need to wait upon the Lord, right? And I will answer them when I'm corrected. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run, read, uh, run who reads it. For the vision is for a point of time, but at, at the end it will speak. It will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come to pass. Amen. And so, so we need to understand this, that if you write down what you're believing God to do in your life, it will come to pass. Anybody ever write things down? You need to write it down. Amen. You need to write it down. Write down what you're believing God to do. 
I, you know, praise God. Yen is saying, I want a beach house. I say, you do? My God, I got, I got to prosper here, you know. And uh, my Lord Jesus. And, uh, but she would like to have a beach house. I said, okay, well, you know, I, I think it's okay with God for us to have a beach house because we invite people over and we could do water baptisms in the ocean. And, um, but anyway, she would like to, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. And why not? Okay. Well, it might have to be on the north end of the beach, but that's okay. We'll continue. Amen. And so write it down. <laughs> Number three, if you're going to move into prosperity, you have to understand that you are a manager, that you are a steward. Jesus talks about that uh, in Matthew 25, 14 through 29. He talks about uh, the steward. Amen. And he talks about that, uh, the talents, giving the talents out, the five-talent guy, the two-talent guy, and the one-talent guy. I'm just, just kind of moving past through this message. Five-talent guy was an excellent manager, and he doubled that. And, he got, and, 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 and God blessed him and said, well done. The two-talent guy, he doubled it. Now, not everybody has the same talents. Some of us, you know, I can't sing. You know, some pastors can sing. Man, they got a great voice, you know, and they're amazing. I wish I, I could sing, you know, and uh, <laughs> glory to God. I can cough pretty good, but um, so, but, uh, <laughs> amen. But I wish I could sing, you know, and some of these pastors are amazing. They, they do albums. Some of them play the instruments, like Jensen Franklin. He plays the, the saxophone, right? And they, he's very talented. Man, I, I, I can play the wax comb. I can do the spoons. Amen. But I, I can't do those kind of things. Amen. So I, I got to rely. You know, Brother Hagen couldn't sing a lick. He even had a weird voice. You know, but you know what? He had a singer that would come with him to where he preached in his meetings and he would have a team of singers that he employed. Right. So his anointing brought in the money to be able to afford the singers to come his band to come with him. Amen. And so I'm telling you, God is doing it. God is bringing us to the next level. So we have to learn to manage the, uh, (coughs) excuse me, our talents. And we, when we learn to manage our talents, the Bible says, if you are good at managing the small, God will enlarge you because you'll be able to manage the large. But if you can't manage the small things in your life, then you won't be able to manage the large things in your life. Amen. So you have to become a good steward. You have to learn how to do that. Well, one of the ways of doing that is that you have to set up a budget. And you need to write a budget down. And, uh, and we're going to get some budgets out here. And in and, and, and the top of your budget is the tithe. You'll never tithe if you don't put God first. Somebody say, I can't afford it. I, I, I give God what's at the bottom. No, you got to give him what's on top. And when you give him what's on top, that's showing that you really honor God. And then he'll bring in the rest to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so you learn to, to manage, and then God will give you witty ideas. This coffee right here from Starbucks. Of course, I'm not saying that you buy coffee from Starbucks because it's <laughs> pricey. Amen. But I cut my Starbucks bill, bill in half. And how do I do that? I buy a, uh, uh, a really large cup of coffee. I bought it yesterday. This is yesterday's coffee. And, uh, and I buy it, the Trenta. And I say, fill it up, no ice. Ice coffee with no ice, and give me a cup of ice. And they said, okay, you're going to make it last three days. You better believe it. Amen. This coffee is the second day right here. This, this is worth $2. Now, now what am I doing? I, I'm... I'm Watching my pennies, and you watch your pennies, your dollars will take care of themselves. Well, I'm in a place in my life where I'm not in overabundance, where, you know, I, I, I do these things too, and it's fun for me. I feel like I'm getting over. I'm, I'm drinking my, you know, $2 coffee instead of my $4 coffee. Are you, is this making sense to you? Yes. It's your pennies that adds up to dollars. Right. And then when God started revealing to me, you know, about managing your money and, 
And I started thinking about credit cards. And my dad says, do you get paid on your credit cards? I said, no, I never thought about getting paid on my credit cards. How do you get paid on your credit cards? My dad says, well, you get a credit card that pays you every time you buy something. I said, wow, that's a unique concept. I never heard of it. I was using one credit card and I think they gave me 1%. And I, I didn't even know anything about it. I didn't know credit cards will pay you to use their credit card. I thought you always had to pay credit cards. High interest rates, right? No, credit cards will pay you. So I said, okay. And so I took that and got the, the, the credit card that gives you and Discover gives you quarterly bonuses, 5% back on certain uh, places that you buy stuff from. And I started making money and that was a stream of income. Then I got another credit card that pays you 5% back on all your gas. Well, I got to buy cash anyway, and I don't run a balance on the credit card. I pay my credit card off every month, so I don't pay interest on it, and I get their benefit, right? So I get 5% back on all my gas purchases. Normally, that comes up to two, or $300 a year, right? So, so, so these are those streams of income. Now, if I was just doing it paying cash, I'm not benefiting, so now I'm getting 300 here, 200 here. You know, I got a grocery credit card that gives me 6% back on all my groceries. Well, what am I doing? Well, when you're in a tight spot and you're just making it, you got to figure out ways for increase. Amen. And you say, well, those are just pennies, Pastor. No, but they add up to dollars. And they can add up to hundreds of dollars. And I got this app that's called Upside. And, and, and every time... And every time I go to the gas station, I hit my app. It tells you what gas station. I go to the gas stations that they tell you to. And, and I get paid on gas through this app. I just put it in here and scan my... That's work, Pastor. You mean you got to actually hit your app and... Do, yeah, but you know how much money... I, I've been doing it for about a year and a half. You know how much money I have in it? Almost $200. That's not much. I'm going to get it up to 1000 Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? But you know what? I didn't have it before. It was a little extra effort called upside. And now, now I get, not only do I get money back on my gas purchases, 5% back. Now I get money on this upscale. And then, my, my, then a good friend of mine, James, says, you know, I got an app that pays me to work out. I said, I, I said you do? I need to get that app. <laughs> he says, yeah, I got money working out. Wow. There's money out here all over the place. And people say, I don't know how to tithe. Well, if God can start showing you how to do everything, you can tithe. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? Don't say you can't. Don't say but. Only goats, but. The sheep say yes and amen. Oh, I would tithe, but. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? No. Or I can't. Those are two words should not be in a Christian vocabulary. But and can't. I can't, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So I'm getting those streams of income. And then all of a sudden, the Lord starts showing me other ways to prosper. And, you know, and a bank would say, open a bank account. We'll give you $300 to open a bank account. I said, really? That's a, that's a unique concept. I never thought about that. And then God starts showing me how to, in two hours, I make $300, you know, switching some things around. And all that. You say, well, that's, that's a hassle, Pastor. Well, it's a hassle to go to work. <laughs> it's a hassle to dig ditches. <laughs> you still got to make money. Oh, I just wish I didn't have to get up early in the morning. Well, you need to. You don't work. You don't eat. And you're worse than an unbeliever. So I don't like Well, we don't like doing a lot of stuff. I don't particularly like calling the credit card company and asking them, how does this program work? Or calling the bank. But God can do these things. And in one year, just off credit cards and bank accounts, I think I've made over $3,000 in a matter of 20 or 30 hours worth of work. Well, that's good money. And I can put it back into the kingdom. And I can pay off my debts. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? But see, see, but God will start showing you witty ideas of increase and he will start opening. The, it came from my dad and my dad. But I took what my dad did and I moved it to the next level. Do you know what I'm saying? But you can do the same thing. No, I can't. I got bad credit, Pastor. I can't do any of that. Well, then you need to pay your credit cards and 
Get, get it right. Get your credit in order and get all that stuff. Get a good, get a good name out there in the credit. Oh, you hear all this is all about prosperity. It's called integrity. You'll never get your, get, try and get your money crooked. It ain't, doesn't work. Trying to steal and, and not pay taxes. I know people that wish they paid their taxes because they're in retirement age and they're getting nothing of, of, uh, of, of Social Security because they never gave into the system. Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying today? It pays to do the right things. It pays to work within the rules. It pays rich dividends. And then God starts showing you this little by little by little. You'll start increasing and increasing. And God will give you favor. He'll give you an opportunity. I mean, it's amazing. And God will bring you into that place where you're not just prospering for yourself. You're prospering for the kingdom. My, uh, my, my, my next key is that you got to be faithful. you got to be faithful to the process. What do I mean by that? See, some people say, well, I've t- I, I'm a tither, Pastor. When did you tithe? Three years ago. I tithed one time on my paycheck. No, tithing is not tithing one time and now you're a tither. I'm a tither. No, it's, it's every time you bring money in, every time money comes in, you tithe on it. You're consistent. You do it all the time. It's not just a hit or miss. Well, if I feel like it. No, it's all the time. You're faithful. You are faithful to the process. You are faithful. I'm faithful. I'm telling you, when I have my app, and if I don't have the right credit, I mean, I may, it may take me 15 minutes to get 20 cents. Oh, my gosh, where's my app at? Where's my credit card at? Why? Because I'm faithful to it. You got to be faithful. You got to be faithful to the endeavor that God puts into your hands. In other words, you can't give up just because it's a little hassle or just because it's a little hard or just because you have a little setback. You know, it took me it took me a year and a half to get my house refinanced. A year, a solid year, excuse me. I I got turned down twice. But I made it the third time. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? Maybe, you know, you know when, I, when I took my license to, to sell insurance many years ago, I failed it the first time. I took it the second time and passed with a 70. I think that's, the, uh, that's the, the lowest score you can have. But when I was selling the investments, they never asked me what my score was on the test. <laughs> In other words, don't give up. Keep moving forward. Keep doing the right things. The Bible says if you don't grow weary in well-doing, you will reap if you faint not. So don't give up. So so when, when I started tithing back in the 90s, I never stopped tithing. Now, I did put it on a credit card for a short period and running it on 0%. And, I said, and, I, and it was co- going into the church. But I felt like, no, because I'm kind of running that on the credit card. I need to go. So I paid off that credit card. And I got it right. And so the credit card was totally paid off. So it was as if the money went into the church as it was my money. And now I write checks into the church. But I was, I was trying to use that money to leverage it. In other words, to invest it in other things to make more money, which is not wrong. But I felt it's better just to give God cash every week. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? So listen, I'm going to say this. And I'm closing here. If you decide to start tithing, Every time you're ready to tithe, you need to get together with your spouse. If you're married, you need to you need a, uh, uh, maybe take communion and say, God, I'm giving you, I'm tithing this, this money, and I'm believing you for increase. I'm believing you for witty ideas. We're giving to you. We're standing that our house is going to be paid off. We're standing whatever you're believing God for. And every time you tithe, and then quote some faith scriptures. Father, you said that you'd pour out the windows of heaven blessings that I cannot even contain. Some of us haven't seen those blessings yet, but they're coming. I'm going to say again, they're coming. I'm going to say it again, they're coming. And when we're doing it faithfully, I'm telling you, it's going to, God's going to, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be so amazing. And pretty soon we're going to have people in our church with their houses paid off. 
They're going to have rental properties. They're, they're going to be business people. We're going to have a fleet of buses. We're going to have a big auditorium. We're going to have our own church building. God's going to do it. Amen. And he's going to do it through us. He's going to do it through our giving. Look, I look around this church, and you look, you know, we've we got maybe 40, 50 people in the church, and, I, and you guys are givers. Thank God you guys are faithful. You guys are giving. I'm telling you, it, it's amazing. People look around, and, and they would be shocked. My, my brother was shocked. I said, I said, I got blessed on Father's Day, and they gave me cash, and he just took a double take. What? That little church? I said, they gave me money. They blessed me for my trip and everything. And, and, and he was just shocked. I said, no, they're, they're good people in Exceed Life Church. They, they're God-honoring people. They're giving into the kingdom. I'm telling you, thank God for you guys that are faithful. But you others that, that are somewhat faithful, get into the faithful club. Say, that's it. I'm moving to the next level. I'm going to get into faithful tithing. I'm going to get into faithful offerings. And watch God. He will start giving you vision. You know, I, I was thinking, uh, maybe I was thinking about maybe doing a YouTube channel on finance. And, uh, and there's, and there's uh, people that do YouTube channels on finance. And uh, I didn't realize YouTube pays you to do YouTube. And they pay you. And some of these influencers make six-figure incomes. Put in two or three videos out a week, 15-minute videos, and they're making six figures from YouTube. And I'm like, that's... Unbelievable <laughs> to me. That's unbelievable. And, uh, and so I'm watching some of these. And I said, man, I could do what they do. And I got better information than they have. You know, I'm, I'm watching them. And they've got, they got good information, but they don't have some of the information I have. And, I'm, and I watch a lot of these influencers, influencers especially in finance. And, uh, and I said, man, I, I, I should do it. But, you know, it's work. <laughs> you got to work. I, I've been hemming and hawing about it. And then John Routon. You know, because John was here, you know, Pastor John, he, um, he sent in a video of a YouTuber that, that talks about how to increase and all that. And uh, the YouTuber talks about investing and, and uh, cryptocurrency. And, uh, and, uh, and John said, uh, did, has David seen this YouTuber guy? And the guy's really funny, throws out jokes. And uh, he said, this guy reminds me of, of Pastor David. Has Pastor David ever thought about doing a YouTube channel? <laughs> I'm thinking, is that God talking to me? You know, I don't know. Is that a confirmation? Well, I'm going to still pray it through. Amen. But what am I saying? I'm saying that God will give, God, God will even move on people's hearts to reveal to you. Maybe that's the way where we can get people into the kingdom. These influencers have millions of people that are, what, are on their YouTube and they're, and they're talking to thousands of people every day. What if I talk to people about finances and then bring Jesus into it? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And what, we, what can we do? What can you do? See, people don't, most people will, most people of the world, you remember you guys used to be like this. You, you'd be, you'd be cha- changing your channel. This is before you got BC, before Christ. Uh, before you got, you saw somebody preaching, you flipped faster through it. Click. You don't want to watch any preachers. In the day that you were in the world, no, no preachers for me, right? That, people don't want to listen to preachers. The world doesn't want They want to listen to people that make money. Why? Because they think that that's the whole key. No, the whole key is the kingdom. It's the souls. We know that. And so when we start using our influence to reach people, I'm telling you, that's when we're going to get the people in the kingdom. I want to do what Todd White does. And Todd White, he... He, he, he goes out and he, buy and, he, and he witnesses to the waiters and waitresses at the restaurants. And he takes whatever that amount is, if it's $100 or $50 for the cost, he doubles it. He gives them $50 tip. I want to double that. I want to be like Todd White. But right now, I'm not at that place. I mean, I'm giving a good tip, a decent tip, an average tip, 15, 20%. Uh, uh, but I want to be able to give 40% and then tell them that Jesus loves them. Jesus has a good plan for their life. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Why can't we do that? Why can't we? Well, I would just like to go out to eat, Pastor. <laughs> Lord Jesus, talking about doubling. I'm just, I can't even go out to eat. You know? Wait, listen, listen, you can get to that place. 
We all can get there. And I believe that Sea Life Church is going to get there. You're going to get to the next level in your prosperity. God's going to move you to the next level. And it starts out by small. It starts out by you getting, you know, watching your pennies. You're getting small streams of income. It starts out that, and pretty soon God starts opening other doors. And pretty soon you'll be like that minister, uh, Norval Hayes, when God said, I want you, because you have money in the bank now, I want you to buy that piece of property. And Norval Hayes bought that piece of property, turned it around, and made hundreds and thousands of dollars off that piece of property. God can do the same for you. God's not a respecter of persons. God is a respecter of faith. And he is a respecter of faithfulness. And when you are faithful, the Bible says a faithful man will abound in blessing. So I want to encourage you. The church is doing well. The church, thank God, we're making the budgets. Everything's working. We're not dipping in to our reserves. We, there are more finances that came in in 2020 in the pandemic than in 2019. God is amazing. It's amazing to me. I, I, I think it's a miracle. Amen? But, and we're not hurting for finances. But I'm preaching this message not to get money into the church, but to get the blessing to you. I want to see your life radically changed. I want to see you be an influence to people around you. I want to see your houses paid off. I want to see you go. It's no fun if I'm the only one that's a millionaire in the church. It's no fun for me, just me go up. You guys got to go up. I'm looking at Michael here and he keeps increasing. And he went from one job to the next job and and he's moving to another job. He said, Pastor, I'm moving to the, uh, he didn't say it this way, but Pastor, uh, 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 they want to hire me to give me, you know, to, you know, to increase my income. And so he's moving to the next level. I hope that's okay. He's not out, he's ready to loan anybody any money. Okay, so, but. (laughs) Are you hearing what I'm saying today? No, see, God's prospering him. Everybody that comes to our church that takes a hold of these messages, we have a business lady over here, Anna. She owns her own business. She sews. God prospered her so much in the pandemic. Did you do much? Amazing. She had so much work, she had to hire people. I don't know about suffering in the pandemic. I prospered in the pandemic. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some people suffered. But listen, God caused people to, I'm telling you, where there's famine in the world, there can be prosperity in the people of God. Do you believe that today? When the world is going down, when people, and even there were some Christians I know that, that they weren't givers, they're not tithers, and they were more in debt in the pandemic. Why? Because the, they're not kingdom-minded. They're more in debt. I, I, I've talked to them, I said, man, if they, if they would just... Get kingdom-minded. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? There's nothing. We, we will become such an unstoppable force for God. I'm telling you, and the devil doesn't want you to prosper. He doesn't want you increasing. He doesn't want your house paid off. He doesn't want you owning properties. Why? Because, because that's the only way he sets his people up. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? But once you start getting... See, uh, Yin's relatives are Buddhists, right? And they said, why? You married a poor pastor. You know? <laughs> oh my God. Because Vietnamese is all about the money, you know. You, 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 you know, why you, you know, and she had people talk to her and her, her relatives. Why are you a teacher? You need to be an a, a engineer or a doctor. You got to make the money, you know. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? And she's a teacher, right? And then we're, we're the poor people in the family. We're the poor people. That's okay. <laughs> you know, if they want, you know, and they, and they bless us and they, you know, all that. No, no, we are prosperity and it's, it's going to come out Amen. pretty soon. Pretty soon when God really starts doing super amazing things and the church is growing supernaturally and people are increasing and we're getting people saved and delivered and set free and people are coming out of poverty into prosperity, out of sickness into health, out of broken relationships into whole good relationships and when people's marriages are being put back together and when, when uh, people's children are getting back into a good place 
place and fear is leaving them and, and they're walking in the blessings. And, and I'm telling you, they walk in an increase. I'm telling you, people are going to take notice because this church is called Exceed Life Church to go far beyond the limits of the natural. And we're called to go far beyond the limits of the natural. We're called to be giant slayers. We're called to be prosperous in a poor world. Do you believe that today? God's raising you up to be an influencer. He's raising you up to be mighty in this generation. He's raising you up so that you can have an inheritance for your children, children. How many people are going to take a vow of prosperity today? How many people are going to believe God for the greater? Why? Not for us, not for our own, not to build bigger barns so we can tell how great we are. No, no, so we can build a bigger church, so we can bring more of the harvest in. I'm telling you, God is doing it, and he's going to do it through me, and he's going to do it through you. We're going to have the fleet of buses. We're going to be picking up people. Kids in the impoverished places. We're going to be teaching them the kingdom of God. It will happen. Do you believe it? I believe it. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you that you are raising up every person in Exceed Life Church. You're calling us to be influencers. You're calling us to influence our world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And maybe you're watching online and you know it's time for you to move forward in God. To to not just only make God your Savior, but make God your Lord. So today, I want to encourage you to get on that righteous path and pray this prayer and move forward in your life. Say, dear God, (coughs) I believe Jesus You died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, Jesus, I receive you as Savior and as Lord over every area of my life. And I thank you for saving me. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.